rolling. Welcome back to Filmcraft. Welcome back. How's uh, Mexico? I was in Mexico. You guys didn't even know because mm-hmm. we still kept releasing episodes. But I was in Mexico for 10 days and it was awesome. This man just lied to you through podcast. <laughs> what, about being in Mexico or about posting episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Not like an actual lie, more like a like the feeling of a lie. <laughs> they thought you were here and they're like, oh man, it's probably in his room recording this episode. <laughs> well, you were feeding raccoons in Mexico. You know, I was just thinking too, like, I don't post anything on social media. So if someone was like, I wonder if he was really in Mexico, you'd never know. No. You'd never know. <laughs> Even I wouldn't know because I never checked on him. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could have just been, like, sitting on the toilet for two weeks. <laughs> Actually, when I was in Mexico, I took my old phone. So I wouldn't care if I like lost it or got mm. destroyed or something. And I realized I forgot to put your number in it. That's so, smart. <laughs> what, forgetting to put your number in it? Yes. No, just bringing your old phone. <laughs> yeah. Forgetting that, or bringing the old phone was good. But halfway through, I was like, oh, I should message the chief. Because originally we had talked about shooting a little bit this weekend. Mm. And I was like, fuck. I don't even have a chief number. And then I was like, oh, I'll email him. It's like, I don't have his email number. <laughs> like, no way of nothing. contact. Yeah. Do you remember numbers anymore? No. What do you know? I know my home number. 911? I know my cell number. <laughs> I remember, oh man, I even know my mom's cell number. That's bad. Yeah. Wow, I, I know two numbers, mine and my house. <laughs> yeah, that's all I know too. Like my number and the house I grew up in. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. And 911. So useless. Yeah. So the other day, someone asked me for my work number, and I was like, uh, yeah, we're gonna have to Google that. <laughs> you know, it's in a way it's good though, because it's a bunch of useless information we shouldn't be thinking about anyways. I don't want to remember phone numbers. Yeah. Get out of here, phone numbers. <laughs> anyways. Until you're in situations like that. <laughs> yeah, the, now I'm like, get out of here, phone numbers. And then we've become so dependent on phones, I'm like, oh, I need the cops. It's like, what's, what's the number? What's that show? <laughs> I can't remember what happens, but something along those lines goes down. And it's like, quick, what's the number for 911? <laughs> oh, that was The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, it yeah, is. That the Simpsons. Yeah. That was amazing. So good. All right, Latif, tell them what we're talking about this week. Well, today we're going to talk about endings. And that that's just in reference to film itself, you know. Yeah, when, when Latif pitched this. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, endings in writing? Is it ending in, like, movies we loved or anything? And we talked about it for, like, ten minutes, and we didn't really arrive at an answer. And Latif's got to go to a, a meeting for something he's shooting. So I was like, I'm just going to start rolling, and let's see what we get. Yeah, I was trying to look at movie endings I liked on IMDb, and I looked at all of them, and I'm like, wow, I love these movies. But off the top of my head, I couldn't remember the endings. But I think it's just because I've seen so many movies, it's hard to, like, just log everything. Yeah. Also, if you hear noises in the background, it's because we're recording in my kitchen today and my wife and roommate are watching Jeopardy. <laughs> so, endings. Um, i got to throw the Jeopardy music in now. That's the Jeopardy music? That's when you get the the double down, the double whatever. Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep that in. <laughs> What you just did sound like when Mega Man dies. <laughs> that's pretty great too, though. <laughs> I, I don't know what the sound is. I'm just making. It and up. that's an ending. True. That's an ending of a life. So uh, let's talk. Let's do writing first. 
Okay. Um, when you're writing something, yeah. Since you don't outline, I, yeah. Well, do you know the end? Super roughly. Yeah. Uh, not all the time. Okay. And to be honest, sometimes it really runs me in a circle because I'm at the end. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't doubt that. I'm like, God damn it. What happens next? Then what? Wait, I was at the end the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, for you, I mean, for future films, you like ninety percent of the time. Yes, I know what the ending is, because I've thought about like a very broad idea for such a long time, mm-hmm. and a lot of the, a lot of the inspiration might come from the ending itself, and that's where I start from. I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool way to end a movie, or some work, work, uh, work yeah. backwards. Yeah. Um, well, not even work backwards. Like, work as that's just a point in the movie. I very, like, rarely tend to have, like, a moment, and then I work in either direction. Like, I'll have a moment, then I'll jump to, like, a completely different part of the film and just, like, mm. build in different areas and, until I have something whole. But, yeah, short films, I usually don't have an ending in mind. Really, eh? No, I just think of a concept or a character or the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I'll figure it out. And it's so hard to figure it out sometimes. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, like, in all fairness, I've only ever written three shorts, mm. I think. Yeah, I think three. And every single one of them, I've known the ending. From the, from the start, like, before yeah. writing. Yeah, like, I can't... I don't think I could write anything without knowing the ending. Even, mm. like, a chunk of dialogue mm. or a scene, I, I feel like I need to know how it ends before I, I start it, so... When you don't know how it ends and you set out writing, like, what do you do? That's like, to me, that seems like when Forrest Gump was like, I'm going to go running now. <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. Now you're just saying my writing sounds mentally challenged or something. <laughs> I just felt just like in circles. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, even going into, into a scene, if it's a conversation... I don't know how it ends. I just kind of... Do you know what the point of it is? Yeah, yeah. I know what the... Like, you need to get X message out. I think that's the thing. Like, I know what the objective is. Mm-hmm. And that's always the mark I'm going for. Like, I know what... Where I should land. Mm-hmm. And then, like... Tying a scene up from there usually isn't a, a big uh, hassle. It's like mm-hmm. knowing what the point of the scene is. But I think that's why with short films I have such a hard time with the ending. Because, like, I'll get the point of the scene across... But then there's just that little bit of space that of like, now how do you tie it together? And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I've got to find something here that really feels right. Yeah. And I hate happy endings. I know you do. You got a big problem with those. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean I, I don't like endings that are up, like up endings. I don't mean up the movie. Like you just don't like perfect endings? Yeah, I don't like everything that's just like amazingly happy and cute and mm-hmm. there's no problems. I, I, I don't think anything works that way. I feel like endings to movies there's something that ties back to uh, you know the character his arc you know his motivation for even going on his journey or whatever it might be but I don't think at the end of the film you're supposed to have everything completely answered yeah exactly yeah for the most part I I think even in in life we just everyone's story doesn't end Mm -hmm. um some people die before they figure out what's gonna go go on and it happens all the time and you know even if you have like a bunch of different characters in your film like your stories aren't gonna end at the same time like it might happen 10 years later for another person and the next day for 
your main character. Mm-hmm. So, I think these are all things I think about, and I, I um. So it's almost like a very realistic view, as opposed to a very like idealistic view. Yeah, for sure. That's why I, I'm not. I kind of enjoy like putting things in movies that aren't going to be answered at the end, because mm-hmm. they're almost more real. It real, but like obscure, and like what was mm-hmm. the point of that? It's like it might have a thematic meaning. Or it might be just like a metaphor for something, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the plot of the story, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So when you have something, <laughs> when you have something like that where you know from the start, I'm not gonna answer this. I'm not gonna reveal the true nature of it. Mm-hmm. What is the ending of it for you? Like, do you keep in mind like, since I'm not divulging this information, I Hey Ninja Brian, you want to be on the podcast? When you have this type of ending in mind where you potentially say, I'm not going to solve this, I'm not going to reveal whatever it is, I'm going to leave it in the dark, do you more think of the ending at that point as an emotional ending? Like, where am I going to leave the... How is this going to leave the audience and how do I... Like, mm-hmm. do you want to leave them in, by not giving them a plot ending? Do you want to give them an emotional or feeling ending mm-hmm. instead like by not divulging this they're gonna feel X and that's what I want yeah I, but it, not, it might not necessarily be you give them a feeling of like catharsis where you're like oh, an ending because mm-hmm. I, I I think that's a way to go about it but there's some movie endings that almost wind you up a little more and the movie ends, and you're like, oh my god, what happens next? <laughs> but it's that's the end of the story, and that's the choice I've made. Mm-hmm. And now that we're talking about it, one movie, which I, I really love, and, and the ending I thought was exactly that, was Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that was a great movie. Um, and spoiler alert. Hugh Jackman's still buried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a huge spoiler. <laughs> but you get, the, you get the idea that Jake Gyllenhaal hears him and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... At the end of the movie, like it just gives you this little hint of something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even resolve the story completely. There's like a missing piece to it, mm-hmm. and they just give you a little bit of a whimper of like what might happen. Um, and I think that ending isn't like a release where you're like ah, that's more like oh my god, and they just cut you off. But the the movie is a thriller. It's it's suspenseful, and the whole time it does this to you. So when it ends on that note. Um, you kind of get the idea that, yes, he'll find him. Yeah. But they don't show it, and that does mm-hmm. something to you as an audience member. Um, yeah, it makes you make your own ending, right? Yeah, and, and there's something there. I, I think there's a feeling that's captured there that kind of encapsulates the whole movie in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a thematic um, thing there. Like, there's always kind of something else. Like, if you dig a little deeper, there's always something else to look at, look at cause you know, in that movie, Jake Gyllenhaal's character goes on a, a bunch of little wild goose chases to find clues to something, mm-hmm. and he'll uncover something that has nothing to do with, with what he's looking for. Yeah. But in, in a way, like, everything kind of helped him get to the journey, mm-hmm. um, to the end of the journey he was on. I think at the end, very end of the film, that kind of repeats itself in this weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that movie is a very different ending, because yeah. you don't see that a lot, but... Um, for example, the Inception, like you remember mm-hmm. the ending there, where the they kind of, of 
they leave it. <laughs> it's a great ending too. Yeah, totally. It creates a, a huge amount of suspense, and, and at the end of it, everyone's like, "This is what happened," or "This is what happened," mm. and they're all thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but there's another example of how to end a movie that's kind of apt. It felt really right for that film. Yeah, of course. And when it happened, it, it in a way, because um, I, I, I think. Well, don't quote me on this. I think Nolan was talking about, well, it doesn't really matter if it was a dream or not a dream. The yeah, point was he's with he, his kids now. He's with his kids, and, yep. and that was like a bit of an emotional release where like, oh, he's mm. finally gotten what he's after. It kind of completes his arc. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the top is there. <laughs> yeah. It's very distracting, and it makes you think. Um, so there's another ending that kind of mm. answers the question, gives you... Gives you um, something that completes itself yeah but then it raises another question <laughs> <laughs> no I know what you mean like uh, you were already on the podcast named Brian you're just like stealing the show now dude would you like your ending ninja okay <laughs> <laughs> okay buddy um one of <laughs> if someone's asking like what kind of ending should I make should I answer everything should I not answer everything what advice would you give them I think you need to know what needs to be answered mm-hmm. because like at the beginning of the film you've posed the question mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to answer that question at the end of the film mm-hmm. but you need to address the point of the film in, in some way mm-hmm. like you've made someone watch your thing and you've got to not resolve it but you need to justify your film in a way yeah. um, and it could be it could be like, uh, oh, this is the answer to, to what this person is searching for, if that's the kind of movie you make. Or this person is looking for something, but at the end, he just, he'll never find it. Mm-hmm. But that's his realization. Um, but even in, like, regardless of what your film was about and how that dictates how you end it, I think there's also something to say for like, the style you choose to... to tackle the the ending of the film with Mm -hmm. you know because as filmmakers we we have so many options when it comes to like making an ending for a film but even when we're working on the on the feature we're editing Mm -hmm. in terms of the ending like we talked about going in a more poetic silent and kind of talking about like the very last thing we see yeah yeah and and kind of understated uh direction mm-hmm. as opposed to something more talky yeah something com- <laughs> very conversational and kind of like literally telling the viewer what the ending of the mm-hmm. film is in, in a way um, and and your film can go in either direction like I uh, like the movie for example Spotlight um, I really like that movie we saw it in theaters together remember is that the the Christianity Mark Ruffalo yeah yeah that was a great movie yeah so Spotlight, uh, which I thought was a really great movie. Um, the ending of the film is very, it's very clear. Like there's yeah. no like, something's up in the air. Like you mm. see a very dramatic denouement to the whole uh, crisis in mm-hmm. a way. And when it happens, it's like these people come together and there's a literal call to action. Like people are calling their yeah their things, and now they're after all this work they've done now they're on duty they're mm-hmm. back to work and they're like doing this thing because they're kind of serving their community and really mm-hmm. trying to make a difference um, but so their ending is kind of like 
we're not going to do something like vague and metaphorical here. Mm. Um, and if there's anything like that, it's in the it's in the thing that they're showing. But it's very like clear what's happening in the end of that film. So uh, I think the thing to think about is how do you choose to show the ending, mm-hmm. um, style-wise, and also do you know what you're addressing at the very end of the film? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, like, why the hell did you make the film? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I like I don't know if that's gonna help anyone, but I mean, for the most part, like. I know people that might, and now I've had this before, where you start a film with a cool idea, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, the cool idea is, at some point, going to be pushed aside, and you've got to ask yourself, what is this really about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, man, I've had this conversation with a director recently that I was working with, where he had a cool idea for his film, mm-hmm. and when we were talking about story and even addressing the ending, I was like, listen, the ending you have here is. So super cliche and kind of like I've seen this a million times and you see it coming within the story uh no you don't really <laughs> no the story is very weird and obscure but the way it ended was so like that does not fit your film at all mm-hmm. but I feel like he didn't know how to end the film so he went to like a default way to do it okay so I was like listen there's like there's way better endings to this and I don't want to just be like end it like this because at the end of the day it's your choice you need to make this choice um but let me tell you like the reason he ended the film the way he did is because there's a cool thing in the movie that he wasn't willing to lose or put put aside Mm -hmm. even though that cool thing is what sparked the idea and it hurt it in the end it it did at the end of the day sometimes you gotta put away the cool idea of your film Mm -hmm. and really think about how impactful it will be yeah so I think with that director, um, the challenge is, and it still is, because I'm, I'm going to plan on shooting this short film with him, mm-hmm. the challenge is trying to get him to understand that you need to know how your film is going to end, uh, and that might mean sacrificing some things in your film that you like, that have n- like nothing to do with what your film is actually about. Mm-hmm. So, going into it, you have to kind of know what you're making. You need to know why you're making the film. Yeah, like, uh, one thing that I always keep in mind when I'm writing an ending is just how do I want someone to feel after watching this? Mm. Do you keep that in mind? How do I want someone to feel? Like I said, you don't really like happy endings, right? So you must keep that in mind. How do I make this imperfect? I think, okay, I think the way I approach it is I want someone to feel... Because I do want like a, a reaction at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, but I think I want someone to feel like whatever they saw was honest, mm-hmm. and I think that comes with making something that you understand. If you try to make a film and it comes from an inauthentic place, or it seems like, like you're, you're just doing something cool. Yeah, I mean, if that's the basis of what you're doing, or you're pandering to an audience, mm-hmm. or or fake making like a film that seems like it's about a cause but you don't really care about the thing that you're talking about like that will come across I think very easily Mm -hmm. Um, and that will uh, make an audience feel kind of like yuck when they finish the film Um, so I want people to 
because like not everyone's gonna like the films I make I know that mm-hmm. but I want people to watch it and be like wow he it seems like he's saying something personal that's coming from a real place um, and some people might be like wow that touched me I really loved it or I can't really relate to it but it looked cool mm-hmm. <laughs> but as long as it comes from an authentic place I think I just want people to be able to look at it and be like um, that felt real if that makes mm-hmm. sense because uh, I, I can't necessarily I mean especially with the kind of films I'm making like if I'm making a horror film mm-hmm. and it's very genre specific I want people to be scared after the movie yeah no I'm in the same boat as you on that one <laughs> I know that sounds very like A and B but I, I'm for the most part I think that that's the goal for for a horror film if I make a comedy I, I would like people to laugh at my film mm-hmm. and think it's funny not laugh at it but laugh with it <laughs> yeah yeah totally um, and you know if there's a, an, another underlying meaning and, and feeling you're trying to go for obviously you get that but with dramatic films it's hard to say you want someone to feel this way or that I think it's really you want people to connect mm-hmm. with what you've made right I think so so I think that just goes back to the honesty thing I want people to look at it and be like yeah mm-hmm. I I get it. I get it would be the best way to put it in quotes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about you? Like, when it comes to ending movies, are you aiming for a specific feeling based on the film, or are you more thinking about a general, like, thing for every audience member, or more just like you're trying to focus on a certain type of person? Definitely not a certain type of person. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, if you were making a horror, then it's pretty apparent you're making it for horror fans. Yeah. Stuff like what we've made, um, no, definitely not for one person. I I do keep in mind, like, I want an audience member to feel, you know, happy or sad or revelated or whatnot. Like, that's always in the forefront of my mind. Um, Yeah, I guess I mostly keep that in mind. With the ending and Act 2. Yeah. Like, Act 1, I don't really think that much about. But the exploration of the ideas and the the final payoff or killing or solving of mm-hmm. the ideas. I try and keep that in mind the entire time. <laughs> and then when the, the finale wraps up, like, I know how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And I try and ask myself, I feel this... First off, is that what I want me to feel? Because <laughs> if it isn't, then we got a problem. Right. And if I am feeling how I wanted, is that just me? Or would other people experiencing this feel the same? Right. And if all three of those are yes, then you're you're pretty good. And I think that's something that, like, first-time writers really fall into. Like, the... Where I said, is it just me that's going to feel this way? Because mm. everyone knows you write something that's like super personal, but way too specific for just you. So you feel that thing. But, but no one anyone else it. reading it or anyone else watching it is not going to yeah. feel that thing. Yeah. So I think that's something that most first-time writers... like, And I'm talking like the first short I wrote. You know? Right. <laughs> um, not like, well, I would hope not four or five scripts down the road. Um, but yeah, I think that's a good test. Like, really ask yourself, am I feeling what I want to be feeling and will other people feel this too? Mm-hmm. 
and you need to have yeses for all those. If you don't, then you got to reevaluate. Yeah, and and you know, like you know how they say there's like there's only like seven kind of stories. You can I don't know mm-hmm. what the number is. I'm just pulling I think it's seven. Yeah, and I th- I feel like there's a similar thing with endings. There's only a mm-hmm. certain kind of there's only a certain number of ways you can end a film. Yeah. Um, there are a lot. Yeah. But like in general, like they'll all kind of have a similar thing. Um, and with both of those statements, like I think there's so much specificity and variety that you can have that it doesn't really like it does. It's not really a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to understand like what kind of ending you're making. Um, once you know what you're what you're uh, planning to do, you need to know like what is this? Like what it, is this? Like a twist ending? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Am I gonna rip everything it, away from you at yeah. the last minute? Is it a cliffhanger? Is it? You know, a happy ending is a, a dark, sad, depressing ending. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, these aren't the types of endings. I'm just like saying shit, but f- like for the most part, like I think if you can a- identify the kind of ending you have, it'll help with knowing uh, the result you want from it, mm-hmm. and and you'll be able to test that in a way. Um, I don't mean test like with an audience, but like yeah. test it like with yourself. Yeah. Like ask yourself some questions once you can figure that math out, but. Yeah, endings are, I, I feel like, kind of the hardest part because there's so much weight on them. Yeah. Um, in terms of storytelling process. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's something that, when you get it right, it's just so sweet. Yeah. But when you're not able to, it's like it's like a, having a hangnail that you just can't get rid of. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And like I've always said, I'm a big endings guy, like... Nothing's coming to mind at the moment. I think it usually happens with more video games than movies, but yeah. I don't care how good the experience is of, is of watching that movie or playing that game. If they botch the ending, yeah. it's it hurts. Like, in your heart, in your soul, it just hurts. It ruins it for you, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's, I think that's one of the reasons I can't even begin to think about writing or making something without... Without knowing. Yeah, not necessarily, like the last image I'm going to see which you know is important as we talked about we decided to put a much more silent one on yeah. this new movie Yeah. so it is very important but like just the feeling of the ending and the finale if I don't know that I kind of I don't I can't write it A and I don't see a point in writing like I, I don't think I would ever write down just a premise like I don't know guy buys house um, there's a herd of cows in the top floor yeah like if I didn't know how that ended I, I couldn't just write down that premise and be like oh well let's see where this goes I know some people can I can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah ending is like very very crucial and I don't know I think the best endings always 99% of the time leave you with a very strong no, I'm going to go with 100% of the time. 100% of the time, leave you with a strong emotional reaction, even if that emotional reaction is to have no emotion towards the ending. Mm. That I think that has to be very... You have to know that from the start. Like, I want the ending to be extremely cold mm-hmm. and kind of emotionless. And if you can pull that off, great. But I think every effective ending has to have some kind of emotion tied to it. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? <laughs> I, I agree, but I, 
but I think it's just because it's almost impossible not to. I think it would be impossible to not have an emotion tied to, to the to the thing you're doing, be- just because we're human. Yeah. We're gonna, in some way, touch mm-hmm. on some feeling. That's um, fair. Have you ever seen a movie that made you feel like absolutely nothing? And I'm not saying nothing and like that was bad. I don't feel anything. Where you just watched it and you were like, that was a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was it? I don't want to say. It'll make me seem like an asshole. What? What is it? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Selma. I never saw that one. Uh, yeah. It was really acclaimed though, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> you know, it's about a very important figure <laughs> in the civil rights movement, and this one well respected and loved and heralded as a hero in American history. <gasps> In a powerful movie with an amazing director and a fantastic cast. Mm. And I, when I walked out of the movie, I was like, that was a movie? <laughs> <sighs> you know, I, there was, I, it wasn't a bad movie, but I, I wasn't like, I love this or anything. Mm-hmm. I just walked out and I just... It was Subway was, for you. I was done. Yeah. No, no, Subway's like, ah, Subway, I'll yeah. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but with Selma, I was like, you know... I, I was very in the movie experience as I watched it, and then when I walked out of it, I just never thought about it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, there's some... It's not even because it was about politics and, mm. and stuff like that. Like, I, I enjoy movies like that. and um, That one just didn't land for you. Yeah, I don't know why. No, that's fair. That's kind of the beauty of movies. Like everyone interprets it differently. Yeah, and everyone reacts it, reacts to it differently too. Um, yeah. But you know, it's a fine film. I have nothing bad to say about it. But I didn't feel anything after it. That's fair. I've only ever had one. I'm movie. not a Nazi. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Just saying. I've only ever had one movie do that to me. Yeah. Kate showed it to me right when we first started dating. And it was uh, Amy Lee. Never. The French one. Am I saying that right? Hey, Kate. Oh, uh, Emily. Yeah. Like, we watched it, and I was watching it. I'm like, okay, things things are happening. And then it ended, <coughs> and she was like, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, what, what do you mean? You don't know if you liked it? You don't know if you didn't like it? I'm like, no, I just, I don't know. It was a movie, and it's like, what happened? I don't know. Remember something about a floorboard and love a chick? I don't even remember anything about love. <laughs> like, it was like I watched the movie, and then someone deleted it from my memory, but there's still little hints of something in there, but the hints weren't intriguing enough to make me think about it again. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it was the strangest reaction. That's a that's a heralded and loved film by many. I know it still plays at like the Rio. And shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it and I don't remember a lot of it. I, I mean, it's not it's just not my thing. Like, yeah. it wasn't, it's not that movie was made for people like me. Yeah. Uh, but like I know people love that movie. Really. <laughs> so I'm just like wow. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, it, it looks very cool, too. So a lot of people are like, oh, I just love how it looks and the colors and all that It does crap. look really nice, you know. Yeah. But, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Very just, like... I, I get it. You know, I'm not, like... 
Yeah. I hope there's people out there who get why I'm just like, I didn't feel anything after watching Selma. It's, it's nothing like... I'm wondering if you felt the same as I did during Amy Lee or whatever. Yeah. Like, do you, okay. Did you ever hear how people describe, like, alien abductions? And they're like, you know, I was driving and it was 3 a.m. And then when next thing I noticed it was 6 and I was still driving and there's just, like, three hours missing and I kind of get glimpses and images... Like, that's how I felt about that movie. Is that how you felt about Selma? <laughs> no, I, I, I remember it pretty clearly. Okay. But I, I also just... It's hard not to know what happened. <laughs> so that kind of helps you remember it. But no, I, it wasn't even like that. It, it just didn't... I don't know. Maybe It might have not even been the movie. It might have been the mood I was in. Mm-hmm. And... I know that year was just like a slow year for movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot didn't come out that I liked, so I was probably just like numb, numb to going to theaters so much and not not being like really fulfilled. So it might have played to that. I don't know. I'll watch it again and see if I feel any different. <laughs> we'll both watch the movies. We'll yeah. do a follow up. Um, I guess let's tackle. Do you want to tackle like closing images? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That'd be cool. What do you do for a closing image? I think that when you end a film, like the last image that you have, you've got to really pick it. You've got to mm-hmm. really think about why that's the last thing we see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the last paragraph you write write in a book. It's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna really like do something. So I think. I know, like, the ending of the movie La La Land. Yep. Loved loved how that movie ended, because mm-hmm. it was just, like, these close-ups on these characters, and yeah. there was so much tension between them, and all this drama, and it just stayed on these, like, close-ups on their faces, and it just sat there a little longer than it should, and I was like, that was a great choice, you mm-hmm. know? And the shots itself weren't particularly anything, like, super cinematic beautiful landscapes they were just like tight lenses on people's faces mm. but there was so much packed into that and I think that ending works so well um, and those images work so well just because there's so much emotional baggage and and so much um, that was unspoken between the characters that when you mm-hmm. saw their faces at the end and they, they literally don't speak to each other there but from the look they give each other, it's like they've said so much. And the camera stays there longer just so the audience, um, who gets a glimpse into their relationship, um, like a big glimpse, but can kind of be like, oh, I know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. I know what they're saying to each other. So it sits there and lets you have that moment with them in a way. And I think that was a great way to end a film. Um, and those images are powerful because they're so tied into everything in that moment everything in that ending scene um, and I think that for example is a very strong ending mm. um, so there's an example of a choice that I think was like perfect for that for that film do you ever put any thought into you'll hear people say that your closing image should be the opposite of your opening image uh, I don't I mean that's a choice I don't think that's like a rule yeah I don't think so either I think that's an interesting way to do something, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on what effect that has on your film, but especially when you're making feature films, 
it's very rare that in that moment people are going to remember your first shot yeah. once you get to the end of the movie yeah. so if you're going to do something like that it's got to be very very strong mm-hmm. because it's like I don't know how many cuts there are in, in, in the average film but people have seen thousands of different yeah. little angles and they might not remember the first shot of your film and say odds are they won't yeah, so if you're going to do that, you've got to have very strong imagery. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that this plays to, like, as a director, like, really paying attention to cinematography mm-hmm. and, and having this conversation with the, with the person you're working with and, and creating these images. Because um, they're, uh, like, when we're talking about, like, oh, on IMDb, I don't necessarily remember all the endings of the films that I've seen, mm-hmm. but I love a lot of these movies. But if I watch them, it'll, it'll jog my memory. But off the top of my head, I don't remember all of them but there are moments in these films where the imagery is so strong it's impossible for me to forget yeah definitely um, for example in 12 Years a Slave mm-hmm. the one shot where uh, Solomon is hanging from the tree mm-hmm. but his feet are barely touching the ground mm-hmm. and it's on this wide <laughs> shot and you just sit there and you see him struggle but the shot itself is just such a simple clean image and it's beautifully shot but it's a disturbing image and you're kind of like wow that is a strong image and it has nothing to do with it's pretty it's lit not no like none of that like there's a very distinct choice made there and i don't know exactly um why the director decided to choose that lens or all that kind of stuff but clearly you're showing like his full body yeah you're showing like um uh, the rope that's like everything around, really like, yeah, and, yeah and there's choices there and, and that for example is a very strong image so I think when you're doing an ending like opposite um, uh, image at the end as opposed to what's at the beginning mm-hmm. you've got to make a very strong choice with the, with the image you choose yeah so um, if you're going to go that way then think about it like hard before you do that uh but, you know, sometimes people book in movies and they have images that are the same in the beginning as it is in the end. Um, yeah. I can't think of any off the, off the top of my head. Uh, Do you have any you can remember? <coughs> there are a bunch out there. I just yeah, can't I'm remember. thinking of one. I just can't remember the name of it. What's the image? Uh, it's a grandfather telling his, his uh, grandson a story. Like, he's reading him a book. It begins with him, like... You know, going in the kids' room, opening the book, and then ends with him um, finishing the story, closing the book. So literally, book end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's the most literal book end ever. <laughs> um, but well, as you're mentioning that, I just off the top of my head, I don't remember if this is the ending, but um, Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. uh, David Fincher film. I think the movie starts with the old woman dying in, in the hospital. I can't remember, I only saw it one time. But <coughs> the beginning of the movie is like this cold hospital room and this old lady is dying, but she's about to tell the story of Benjamin Button. But the very end of the movie is when he the dies. same woman is holding a baby Benjamin, but he's on his way out. So those kind of bookend each other. But okay. they're similar images, but they're saying different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shot's very warm and has a completely different feeling, so there's an example of maybe endings I don't know if the shots exactly match um, because I don't remember the shots but just like in terms of like the overall imagery it feels like they're connected somehow and one problem I always had with the ending of Benjamin Button like it's a good movie I like it yeah but 
he's born as a tiny, wrinkly old man, right? Yeah. So shouldn't he have died as a giant, full-grown baby? <laughs> that would have been super creepy. It would have been, but it, I mean, if you're going with the opposite thing. But it's based off the text, though. Yeah, but still. I mean, doesn't that make more sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I still really, uh, I still really like that movie. So yeah, it's a good I'm, one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with the, the normal sized baby. <laughs> I think I'd like it a lot less if there was a giant baby at the end. I'd be like, oh, what is this? Like a six foot two Brad Pitt baby. <laughs> but his skin is so smooth. He's got like a pillowcase diaper on. And uh, Kate Blanchett's like trying to like hold him up, but she's just like old and breaking her back. <laughs> I love you, giant baby. <laughs> ah! <laughs> And then there's no movie because like you don't get the story at the beginning because she died from the giant baby. <laughs> okay, we need to remake Benjamin Button. We'll see. Your, your ending would have killed minutes. the character, so there would be no movie. <laughs> no, it's a paradox of the team. Uh, um, <coughs> yeah, I mean that that's another example. There, there's got to be a few more that we could name, but even if we can't, mm. like. There are, there are ways to... Oh, I got one. Um, for, like, kind of mirror image, but the opposite. Yeah. Um, Star Wars starts off with um, giant Star Destroyers fighting in space. Yeah. And then ends with a bunch of people mm-hmm. in a room on a planet peacefully getting a medal. So literally opposite in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, spaceships, beginning, people end. Outer space, beginning... On planet end, yeah, yeah. Fighting, not fighting. Peace, I guess. Yeah. But it's not like a. They probably didn't like literally try to do that, but it's more like when you look at it, it's like these are completely opposites. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. in a way, it kind of ties together. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've not seen the Star Wars film, so I'm just riffing off what you have said. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you watched Empire Strikes Back with us. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, well. Endings. I guess we should end this podcast. I think our listeners knew that dumb joke was coming. At some point they're going to end the podcast, (laughs) which is an ending. I wish we could end it with an audio of a giant baby. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that one time we played the audio of the goat screaming? That was funny. That might be our, my favorite five seconds that we've ever done on a podcast. And we, we weren't even part of it. <laughs> ah, I love that so much. All right. All well, right. This is brought to you by Latif. Pippa. <laughs> Pippi Longstocking. Like, no, no. <laughs> no, Pippa.io. It's a podcast hosting service. They're awesome. They're cheap. Check them out. Pippa.io. P-I-P-B-A dot I-O. Alright, take care. The end. That's a good one. That's